You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au BD Joe the leader but the Australian's about to level up rock and roll do the outside Pembroke Playboy awaits the inside run then he's a sport self-assured with a bit to do then came ultra wise guy and spank him BD Joe found a kick at the top of the straight he shrugged off rock and roll do about to get the inside run Pembroke Playboy into the clear ultra wise guy up the inside BD Joe the leader ultra wise guy and Pembroke Playboy coming at him then came Spankham, BD Joe in front from Pembroke Playboy. Old Town Road's flashing home late and then came Ulta Wise Guy. BD Joe's in front and BD Joe won the flying stakes. Old Town Road, a proper horse. He's run second. Third across, I think, Ulta Wise Guy. Then came Spankham. That was the flying stakes at Ashburton in New Zealand and uh, certainly a bubble burst there, Chris, uh, with the Victorian. Good morning to you. Yes, yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. The New Zealand Cup is two weeks today. And across the weekend, Steve, there was so much movement as far as the New Zealand Cup was concerned. It started, what, last Thursday night when, copy that, the reigning champ was able to overcome that huge handicap and score at Alexandra Park. Majestic Cruiser first up out of the place at Menangle on Saturday night. And then yesterday, that big lead-up race, the Ashburton Flying Stakes, throwing a bit of a spatter in the works, or it just didn't go as many expected there yesterday. So... It's very intriguing right now with the New Zealand Cup. So to talk more about the New Zealand Cup, our man in New Zealand is Greg O'Connor, and he's online with us now. Greg, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Good morning, Steve. Uh, you throw in Krug winning off 40 metres on Friday yeah. night, and in terms of a build-up to the IRT New Zealand Cup, um, you couldn't have scripted it. Simple as that. There's so many different form lines, uh, horses coming in and out of form. A lot to talk about, Chris. Greg, just with copy that, what sort of handicap is that horse off? Yeah, he was off uh, 40 metres on uh, Friday night, uh, Thursday night, sorry, which uh, over the 2,200 metres uh, is basically unheard of. We we just don't have horses start that far back over a sprint journey, but he stepped very quickly. All importantly, he got in front of uh, Hot and Treacherous, who's a genuine open-class horse, went round in all of those earlier uh, races, the Auckland Cups and uh, those types of races earlier in the year. Um, so once he got in front of him, that pretty much paved the way for him to be able to win. They didn't go an overall fast time, but the most important thing out of that, I spoke to Blair Orange about it just after the race, and he said, never felt better. Felt even better than when he won the Cup last year. So that's hugely important. And, of course, Crew coming out and winning as well, albeit over a 2,600-metre journey. Uh, the three-time derby winner, who you guys saw plenty of last year, uh, he's back in winning form, so can he win a cup? Not so convinced, mm. but he's back in winning form, and that's the best form to be going mm. into the big so, race. So is he off 70 or something, is he now? He is this week, yeah. Extraordinary. He's, uh, he's down to race at Cambridge. I don't know if they'll start, to be honest. Like, I think they've just signalled that they can, you know, we're, we're thinking about going there, what would we get? Well, he's got 70 metres. He, he actually doesn't need another run. I spoke to Ray Green on Sunday about that. He said, look, I, I can um, spin him around here at Pukekohe or or go across to uh, Telfer's barn, the Stonewall barn, and, and give him a decent hit out. So I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't start on Friday night. In fact, I'd be surprised if he did. Okay. As it stands right now with Tab, the, the, the New Zealand Cup market looks like this. Rock and roll do still favourite after yesterday ahead of self-assured. 
Let's focus on these two horses because they're at the top of the betting boards. What did you make of Rock and Roll do, firstly? Uh, he was badly away. That was his first stand start, and then he made that run mid-race outside the leader, BDJ, and then his condition just gave out. How did you break down his effort yesterday? I've actually just got off the phone from Mick Stanley to get uh, uh, the latest for you, and on the face of it, you thought, oh, yeah, he's, he's just gone okay. But there's, there's at least two or three factors here. One, he travelled, hasn't raced for two weeks, uh, basically had four days without being worked, um, and, uh, you know, like he was always going to be slightly in need of the run. I'm, I'm not going to get too carried away with the fact that he, he'd lost fitness because travelling from the North Island to the South is like having a run. So I'm not reading too much into that. Secondly, the standing start. It wasn't a horrible gallop. I did say to Mick before the race, the horse is drawn either side of him. Alter Wise Guy and Old Town Road are very good beginners. So just, you know, be aware of that. Well, they both began quickly. And he sort of got a bit lost. He just didn't really know. But it wasn't a horrible gallop. And he came down pacing, albeit he lost the best part of 30, some saying 40 metres. So it wasn't ideal, but it wasn't horrible. He, he, once he got down pacing, it was more like, oh, I'm not really sure. I've never done this before. Um, he, he appears to me to be a pretty intelligent horse. His run after that was absolutely a pass mark. I went straight round to the stables afterwards. He had a nice wee blow. He blew up over the back a wee bit. Most importantly, though, guys, he ate up overnight. So I, I said to Mick, so what do you do now? He said, I go back to the way I've been training him. So he'll be back to his normal routine and he'll go to Addington Raceway tomorrow week for the cup trial, which he needs, A, another go at a standing start with horses all around him, and B, he needs to see Addington Raceway, which I'm absolutely sure will suit him down to the ground. So in terms of favouritism and where the market sits, and I'll get to self-assured in a moment, I don't believe there'll be a horse start under $5 in the cup because nothing is going to happen between now and cup time other than rock and roll do stepping straight to the lead and winning the cup trial by three lengths under a hold, that's going to mean that a horse shortens under the $5 quote. What, there's five horses under $10 now? Uh, and then there's a couple just in behind those. So um, I wouldn't be betting into any market a horse under $5 because I don't believe one will start at that. The question mark horse, the 2020 uh, New Zealand Cup winner and the runner-up from last year, self-assured. On the face of it, very ordinary from him. Now, I'm absolutely convinced, and, and it's been confirmed from the All-Stars, they've had a bug go through their stable, and it's one of these bugs that you actually don't know. The way they work and track works absolutely fine. They come to the races, that's when you find out. And it's almost like COVID in that you get two waves of it. You get the, the first wave, which you only find out when you go to the races, then you think you get them right again, and they can do the same thing again. It's happened to the Dunn stable. It's happened to the Mark Jones stable. It's, it's been rife through the Canterbury stables, and it's with the All-Stars now. Now, that does not help the punters out there because they're not being told whether the horses are like that because the stables simply don't know. Just a question to both of you, Greg and Chris. A lot of these horses, though, are they just very, a lot of these top liners, these horses at the top level, are they just a lot of them very evenly matched at the moment that comes down to run of the race stuff? I'll, I'll answer that first, if you like, um, Steve. Yes. Look, yes, yes, it is. It is a, Honestly, this is a cup for the ages. And I say that because there are 10 winning chances in it. Like, we haven't had a New Zealand Cup like that this, this century. So, uh, yes, they're very evenly matched. And, and it's like a lot of harness racing now. 
there's a bunch of horses, whether it be at age group level and or free-for-all level, they can all run similar times. So it almost becomes a greyhound race when where they land is where they finish because they're all as quick as each other. Um, but there isn't a standout this year. There hasn't been, outside of Rock and Roll Do's win in the Victoria Cup, there hasn't been a run where you've gone, wow, he's at the top of the tree. So, um, so Chris, I think they're very evenly matched and we, we haven't even seen the factor of Majestic Cruiser yet. And I think that they'll be pleased with his last Saturday night run. I know he didn't win, and that's yeah. no good for the punters, but, gee, he got home strongly, and he'll improve immensely off the back of that. And then, of course, he'll uh, go to the Lensmith Mile this week. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that leads me to the question that I want to pose to you, Greg. Rock and roll do favourite over self for short. Rock and roll do, does he deserve to start favourite for the New Zealand Cup? Well, I don't think he will. Unless he does what I said before in the in the cup trial, I, I think now, the way copy that went last week, and I don't think he'll start this week, but imagine if he does start and wins off 70 metres, then he becomes your $4 favourite for the cup. But he won't be under $4. Should Rock and Roll do be in front of self Sure, That's the first time he's missed a place in about the last year. So... Can the All-Stars turn him round between now and Cup time? Well, he's in the right barn, isn't he? There's no doubt about mm. that at all. Um, I just don't like seeing dress rehearsals like that so close to a big race. So, um, yeah, he, he could, re- unless he comes out and fires in the, in, the, uh, in the Cup trial next week, he could drift even further. So Rock and Roll do at this stage for mine has put on better performances than self-assured in, in their uh, campaign this time in. Okay, that leads me to this question. Majestic Cruiser, you've seen him go over there this year, win a Group 1 race in the North Island. You were here during our Tab Constellations when he won the big staying race, the Tab Blacks of Fake. Should there be that big a gap between Rock and Roll Do and Majestic Cruiser for the New Zealand Cup? No, you know my thoughts on this, Chris. Uh, uh, Past 2,200 metres, this horse comes into his own. Um, His performances here in New Zealand already in the race, no horse I've seen first up at Cambridge comes four wide and gets that close to self-assured. And then he comes wide at Alexandra Park and runs uh, self-assured down in the New Zealand Messenger. He shouldn't have been able to do that. Then he comes out and, and wins Beat Spirit of St. Louis and the, and the Blacks of Fake and, and, a, and a brilliant staying performance. So no, there shouldn't be. Um, I suggest if you want to back Majestic Cruiser, you back him now because if he comes out and wins the Lensmith Mile, his price will halve. Um, and and he turns up here. He's a he's a bona fide cup winning chance. I'm absolutely sure of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking the same way. Just on yesterday, the top two out of yesterday's race, BD Joe and Old Town Road. For us Aussies over here, a lot of punters don't know a great deal about these two horses. They're up and comers. Can you just fill us in a little bit more about these horses? So BD Joe beat Krug, who sat on his back in the Harness Jewels, the last Harness Jewels we had at Cambridge. And his progression from then to now has been quite dramatic this time in. Um, and he's proved to be very versatile, very good horse in front, hard to run down. Uh, was a little bit sus at the standing start caper at the start of his campaign, but he drew one yesterday and he led for fun. So he got the front yesterday and there was some conflicting reports coming out of Ashburton. And I was down there and they said they ran their last half in 53.4, which has subsequently become 54.8 or thereabouts. Um, so therefore, was it like, and Ashburton's got a 13 degree 
uh, gradient from about the 600 to the winning post that the, the track basically runs downhill. So that's why Ashburton's always a lot faster. 257 overall, nowhere near the record. Didn't cop any pressure in front, really. Rock and roll do only put it to him from probably the 500-metre mark. And he won, and he he won well. That won't be happening on Cup Day. If he steps straight to the lead, he's going to have to cop. Rock and roll do. Self-assured. Spank him. Majestic cruiser. Yeah, there's a, there's a string of these horses that are going to have a crack at him nice and early and mid-race. So can he win the Cup in his current form? Oh, look, they've put up $5 now. That's just ridiculous. He's nowhere near a $5 chance, but he's very much in for um, so, so he's he's a he's a good chance in the cup, but yeah, I, I'm yet to be totally proved uh, where he's at. Old Town Road on the other side of the coin. Well, he was pretty much unknown until he won, won a race called the Holmes DG in the North Island, and he beat Hot Treacherous. But his run yesterday, I just mentioned before, Majestic Cruiser. You don't do that at Cambridge, and you certainly don't do that at Alexandra Park. You do not do what he did yesterday at Ashburton. Pull off the wheel of Self Assured go past him like he's tied to the inside markers and get very close to BD Joe. He was sensational yesterday. He's the new kid on the block. He's the unknown factor in the race. He's normally a very good beginner. He's trained by an excellent horseman in John Dickey, and I don't know there's a driver driving better than Zachary Butcher at the moment. So a lot of ticks there, Chris, in his boxes. Well, he, he was one that we were chasing for our carnival for the Rising Sun uh, during the Tab Constellations. And I spoke with John and Josh about him, and they sort of they, they were tempted, but ultimately they had their eyes on this prize, the New Zealand Cup, and they said that's what we want to focus on. So as it stands right now, they, they may have pulled the right rein because he looks like he's ticking all the boxes, like you said. One final one, just before I let you go. The All-Stars, you've outlined that they've got that little bit of a bug, that little bit of a virus in the stable. Are they on the back foot this year? Normally they get it right each and every year at this time of year. Are they on the back foot? Can we rule them out? Can't rule them out. Uh, are they on the back foot? Yes. But like a, a good football side, often when you get their backs against the wall, that's when you get the best out of them. The next two weeks is going to be intriguing. Uh, I live basically a driver five on from their place so um, they're going to get hounded by me more than anybody over the next two weeks and that's good for you guys because you can ring me anytime I will get the latest from the All-Stars um, Mark, Mark is one of the greatest horsemen we've ever produced and you guys, the greatest horsewoman probably is Natalie Rasmussen you put those two together, Hayden Cullens the junior partner um, he, he just soaks up everything they say if any stable can turn it around and let's not forget they won three races yesterday. It wasn't a total mm. washout for them. Uh, they won the size stakes heat. In fact, they got the Quinella in that. Uh, Millwood Nike remained unbeaten in the Phillies heat, and they won the last race as well. Uh, look, this team is not just going horrible. Just some of them are. If they can turn them around, get them on top of things, they could still turn up New Zealand Cup Day. They could win the Cup. They've got two chances. Self-assured and Spankham, both well and truly proven. And Spankham was good yesterday, although I doubt two miles is his go. He's been beaten in the Cup twice already, win favourite. Um, he goes great, but he just hasn't been able to win it. And he couldn't win an Auckland Cup either. And self-assured, well, I don't need to prove to you how good he is. If he's on his game on the day, absolutely he can win it. So, yes, they can bounce back, Chris. It's going to be intriguing in the next two weeks. And I'll do my best to inform you guys and everybody of where they're at. Okay. You informed us last time we spoke a fortnight ago that a kudu was very unlikely. He's now out of the cup. 
He's not withdrawn. He goes to Kaikoura on Monday, that iconic race meeting that you guys love watching over there, I know, right beside the South Bay Sea. Um, what would need to happen for him to start, in my mind? I give it, it's probably 90-10, 90 against. If he came out and won the Kaikoura Cup by five lengths and self-assured doesn't recover from yesterday or something, then maybe he could go in the race, maybe. But Mark's sticking to his plan of starting him in the derby three weeks later. That's his main goal. So unless you see something spectacular from him at Kaikoura, I would say he's out of place. Just back to Old Town Road. I was speaking to John half an hour before the race yesterday, and he was, I wouldn't say resigned to going in the junior free-for-all and the free-for-all and coming back for the Cup next year. He said, unless he does something remarkable. Well, he did something remarkable, so that's why he's mm. in the Cup, and that's why he's jumped up in the rankings. They don't do them to, tomorrow morning, but I can promise you he'll be inside the, the 15 for sure. Okay. Well, I'm going to uh, make a call to you next Thursday. After that Cup trial, we'll be able to take in all the action from Kaikoura, plus the Cup trial, so we'll have the very latest, and uh, hopefully you can steer us into that uh, winner of the 2022 New Zealand Cup. Yep, be my pleasure, guys. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. Awesome. Greg O'Connor joining us there, Steve. So we've got all the latest yeah. as far as the Cup, but it's it's just fascinating how that just changed so dramatically across a couple of days there over the weekend. Yeah, but it just comes down to who gets the right run, doesn't it, Chris, really, at the end of the day with these horses at the yep. moment. You haven't got yep. a really standout, you know, a standout star, so to speak, have you? No, that's exactly right. Mm. It's a very wide-open Cup. Mm. Brendan Barnes is with us. Well, there's a lot to talk about Brennan. He's been here, there and everywhere in recent times and he's kind enough to join us online. Brennan, appreciate the time. Good morning, Chris. First and foremost, you produced one of the trials here last week. Brigadier Sutt looked really sharp. He's a former Kiwi. Summer Carnival features just around the corner. Are we eyeing off something with Brigadier Sutt? Um, yeah, he'll probably, um, all things going well, he'll head into the peak of the creek first up uh, next Thursday. Okay. That, that looks like it's a difficult race to assess because there's a few newcomers. We've seen a few at the trials last week, your guy included. I think there's another one today that's likely to head that way. So it, it's just a little bit difficult at this stage to see who's going to be headed towards the peak of the creek. Yeah, that's for sure. It'll be interesting to see sort of when noms are released next week. So, yeah, what's out and about for it. But um, I've got, got a bit of confidence in my guy and, and hopefully he can sort of take the step up. All right. Has he trained on well since the trial? Yeah, he has. He come through that really well. He had a couple easy days afterwards. The plan originally was to um, to give him a race start today and a quiet trial on Friday, but he, his races didn't stand up, so we sort of had to give him a race sit out on Friday. Just sort of been two weeks into the peak of the creek. Okay. Well, we look forward to seeing him, Brigadier Sun. You've got a number of good drives today, and we start with race one, number one, Moretta. Uh, if, if she can reproduce what she delivered last week, is this her race today? It looks that way from the draw. She's... Um, She's an ever-improving filly, and she's um, she's going to be quite a nice little three-year-old. And um, yeah, from the draw today, I think she can she can probably do enough to hold her own early, and, and think yeah, she might be too good. Okay, the Dixon first started go the red. Is that the query horse for you here? Yeah, it does look that way. Okay, race two, the trot. Father Christmas backs up from Saturday night. Uh, there was that backwash of interference, and Father Christmas seemed to to cop a lot of it there. Back behind the tapes today, is this a race that he can take? Yeah, definitely. So he got the 20-metre handicap there today, but, um, you know, he's normally pretty safe away and he, he sort of rocks up week in, week out and just yeah, he does his thing and he's never far away. 
small fields go to suit. Yeah, small field suits. We can we can put him into it if we have to, or if, if um, they're sort of going hard and we're not too far away, it doesn't really matter. So yeah, we just sort of drive him how he feels and how the race is at the time, and he'll be thereabouts. Okay, race three, Marley Nova, second up. You would have been pleased with that first up fourth last week. It was a very pleasant surprise, actually. Um, yeah, she she improved sort of yeah quite a lot from each trial to to that race last week, but um. I think the key factor there was she did everything right. She, um, yeah, hasn't really done a lot right in all her race starts. But, yeah, she showed there last week that she's um, hopefully putting the right foot forward. Is this slightly harder today, the, the opposition, compared to last week? Maybe a little bit. But I think the way she stepped last week, she, she stepped, well, cleanly and, and quite fast as well. So hopefully she can um, get herself into a bit of a spot early and, and get herself out of trouble and, yeah, hopefully have a single set of triples last week. All right, race four today. Me Furioso Toro on the backup after winning last Thursday at Reckliff. He was very strong there, and the times back it up. Yeah, that's for sure. He, he was super there last week. He um, did plenty of work and, and raced away and, and won well. Obviously, today's a little bit harder, but sort of the, the draw's no real different. It just sort of all depends on, on how it plays out and sort of where we can get him. He's, he's quite a touchy sort of a horse, and you just got to let him do as he pleases. So, yeah, only sort of time will tell with that one. He's got a good record here at the track. And as you said, with that trailing draw and looking at that front row, it should generate some early tempo, which is going to help. Yeah, that's right. He probably just, just needs um, a bit to go his way at the right time. And it sort of just depends on on um, when we can get him into the race. He, uh, I think it was two starts ago. He didn't really steer really well. He had a lot left, but we sort of couldn't bring him wide. So we probably we need to try and avoid that if we can, but it just sort of depends if we can, I suppose. All right, and the final race today, good drive here with Keith Largo. Is this the first time you've sat behind this guy? It is, yeah. Okay, he's in good form, shoots for the hat-trick. Can he do it? Yeah, it's it sort of, it looks that way on paper. Obviously, it's Mr Clooney sort of racing well, and he's getting further into his prep now, and it's probably the class run of the race. But, um, yeah, each week, Keith Largo rocks up, and he does his thing, and he's never far away in these sort of races. Okay, what is the pick of your drives today? Five in total, which one are you most confident about? Uh, probably Moretta in the first. I think from the draw, if, if she can just sort of keep improving as much as she has week in, week out, I think she might be too good for him. Okay, race one, number one. You'll be in Sydney on Saturday night. Two group one drives, Sky Blue in the two-year-old Phillies final, cashed up in the four-year-old Entires and Geldings final. Are you looking forward to it? Well, actually, I, I have copped a suspension, which was due to start tonight. So what happened? So, Are you going to appeal? Well, um, I'm undecided at the moment. So I've, I've got I've got the day to have a think about it, and um, so I've got I've got sort of two two difficult options. I've either I either go down there and, and drive on Saturday night and sort of lodge my appeal, or I sort of just cop it on the chin now and then I'm back for the peak of the creek final, and then because sort of if I lodge the appeal and it sort of takes a while, I've also got to go to Victoria early November, so I, I sort of may miss that. So. Got a few things to weigh up, weigh up throughout the day, but yeah, we'll just sort of see where the week takes us. So the bottom line, timing couldn't have been any worse. Yeah, horrible, but yeah, we just we sort of probably just short term need to need to sort of think about whether um, I sort of yeah drive Sydney on um, Saturday night or if I yeah wait and drive Brigadier's Sun next Saturday night. Okay, okay. Well, interesting times ahead for you. I'll let you think about that, and I'll, uh, I'll get back to you tomorrow morning and see if there's any update. But appreciate the time today. Best of luck with those five drives. No worries. Thank you. Brendan Barnes joining us. So that's a big decision, Steve. What would you do if you had two Group 1 drives 
would you be looking to to fulfil those obligations, or do you just cop their suspension now? Mm, depends if they're making up the numbers or not. What prices will they be? Um, well, Sky Blue, looking at her raise there, she's nicely drawn. That, that's a good field. You've got Peaceful, uh, Major Delights in there, Treasure Strides in there. So she might be at long odds, cashed up. He was the beaten favourite in his semi last week. He goes up against better isolate, and he's got to overcome a second row draw. So I'd stay home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it sounds good, well, you know, but if you're going to yeah. be there and then you make up numbers, well, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So probably both win true. now. And it's not just down the road, is it? He's got to go interstate, so there's a bit involved with the, the travel. Yeah. Race truck Ralphie's All with right. us. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. What would you do? Would you fulfil those obligations in the Group 1s or just take the suspension now? Uh, I think I'd take the suspension now. <laughs> OK, well, there you go. There you go. That's uh, two votes for yeah. uh, just taking the time now and uh, move on. Where yeah, do we a bit find of pressure there. To... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Where do we find your best bet today? Yeah, look, we're going to head to race six, number six, so extra. Now, he's a really well-performed uh, former Victorian pacer. And he created an excellent impression when he was successful on debut last week at Redcliffe. On that occasion, he was driven cold before producing a strong burst to beat his rivals. Now, he does step up in grey today, but he's going to strip a lot fitter and the distance looks ideal. It's going to be interesting to see, too, what Jack Butler's plans are with this guy because he looks a really likely type and uh, he could well be one of the horses to follow over the summer, summer carnival. So we'll stick with him today. Race six, number six, in So Extra. Okay. Last week you tipped one in race six, and Julie Salud, JT Tyron. So you're sticking with race six this week? Yeah, it looks good. I think I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a very interesting horse, and they're valid points you raise. We might try and track down Jack later this week and see what the plans are. But uh, he did look very impressive first up there at Redcliffe last week. Race six, number six. So extra. That's racetrack Ralphie's best bet today. Are you looking forward to Saturday night down in, in Sydney? Leap to fame. Can he claim another group one? Oh, geez, he got the visitors draw. That's for sure. But yeah, I think he'll just be too good. And probably the Queensland will probably run the Quinella, I hope. Teddy Disco? Teddy Disco in for second. Yeah. yeah. He's, 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 uh, he's run last week. That was a perler. Yeah, it was. He was very brave in defeat there behind a, a very progressive horse in the home. So we'll take a Queensland Quinella there in that group one, Leap to Fame and Teddy Disco. Ralphie, really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside later today. Okay, thanks, Chris.